The Earth is on the brink of catastrophe, with Mars as the only beacon of salvation. Two studly scientists are entrusted with a mission of utmost importance. NASA is sending them on a journey to gather Martian soil samples with the goal of transforming the barren red planet into a new home for humanity. Selected not merely for their physical prowess, both men carry a secret only to be unveiled as the mission deems necessary. Now alone in a capsule, thrusting through space together, each of the astronauts discovers that the only thing they needed to know was that love lay just beyond the stars for them. Welcome to Steamy Stories, the podcast where bromance turns bromosexual. I'm your host, Matthew, and I'm here to help you suit up to head into orbit on a critical mission to save our planet. Prepare for the trip of a lifetime, because we are about to start our countdown to a very steamy journey between two sexy astronauts as they blast off to love in this month's adventure. Let the countdown begin! T-minus three, two, one, and blast off to our next steamy story. Dr. Larry Hartfeld, a renowned astrophysicist, was handpicked for the most audacious assignment humankind has ever embarked upon, a voyage to Mars. Codenamed Ares-1, the mission involved reaching the Red Planet and laying the foundation for humanity's future settlements. Known by his peers as a man of steel, with a mind as brilliant as a supernova, Dr. Hartfeld presented the very picture of a hero in his prime. His hazel eyes, gleaming with intelligence, and an aura of quiet determination complemented his wavy dark hair, dazzling smile, and strong jawline. Larry had devoted his life to studying the cosmos, his name etched alongside several groundbreaking discoveries. However, Beneath his scientific accomplishments, he remained a desperately lonely man. This explorer had journeyed far and wide, yet he had seldom ventured into his own heart, the place that might hold the key to his deepest satisfaction. Dr. Larry Hartfeld was introduced to his flight partner for the upcoming mission on his first day at NASA's training camp. As the giant hangar door opened, the brilliant sun streamed in. Bathing the highly classified and top-secret rockets in warm, golden light. An imposing, confident man strode through the towering doors, his every step commanding attention. It was the famed Captain Jackson Morrison, a man renowned for his valor and action. Tall and ruggedly handsome, Jackson's blue eyes held a sense of mystery and depth. His life had been a testament to courage, from his daring days as a pilot to his evolution into a disciplined astronaut. Fearless and strong, he could have replaced Tom Cruise on the poster of the movie Maverick if the actor had not been the star. Oh, hell no, 
was Larry's immediate thought. Three months in space with this straight stud? I'll never last. I'd rather be locked up in a capsule with a nerdy astrophysicist. This muscular-bound Adonis is going to be too damn distracting. How can I focus on a boring control panel for hours when I'll be perpetually drawn to his athletic physique? Technicians flocked around Jackson for autographs and catered to his every whim. Everyone involved in the mission seemed intimately familiar with everything about him. However, in truth, they weren't. Jackson harbored one secret deep within his soul. It was the quiet sorrow of the untimely loss of his wife. His life partner's death five years prior left a void that no mission could fill. Jackson's life was always one of exploration and service to mankind. He had hoped that accepting the Mars mission would offer a reason to continue living and an opportunity to honor her memory by contributing to humanity's future. Upon meeting, the two men instantly hit it off. Jackson joked, <laughs> I used to be the guy who turned all the ladies' heads around here. Now it looks like I'll be playing second fiddle to you now. Flattered by the compliment, Larry replied, You're too kind, but I think you're too modest. Besides, it's not the ladies I hope to draw attention from. I'll make you a deal. Leave the handsome men to me, and you can have all the ladies you like. Jackson laughed politely and winked as he simply stated, Deal. Before moving on to the mission's first briefing. The subsequent month was predictably grueling, both mentally and physically. Both men spent their days training, studying, and enduring intense physical challenges. Larry had initially thought he was in excellent shape going into the mission, but he soon learned he wasn't as fit as he believed. The extreme regimen transformed the men, making them lean, focused, and prepared for the grand exploration they were about to embark on. Larry had initially dreaded spending three months away with Jackson, but after the first few weeks of training, he recognized him as the perfect partner. He grew to respect and become very fond of him. However, the thought of keeping his fantasies about this impressive, handsome man at bay was still a concern. Yet, he was a professional. The mission always came first, and personal desires second. Finally, the day of the launch arrived. Soon, the two men would set off for the Red Planet. They were about to become the first humans to orbit the alien planet. The takeoff went perfectly. Their ship blasted into orbit without a hitch. The mighty rocket screamed through the atmosphere, reaching toward space and Earth's distant companions. Once their booster rockets disengaged and the two men were safely out of Earth's grasp, a collective cheer from the ground crew at NASA let them know they were now securely on their mission. It was clear sailing for the next several months. 
Time to light a cigar, Jackson boasted in a celebratory tone as he leaned back in his captain's chair. Do you smoke? Would you care for one? They're genuine Cubans. Larry quickly replied, Sure, I'd love one, but let's save them till the entertainment arrives. The guys on the ground sent up two exotic dancers for us. <laughs> I hope you like blondes. Jackson flashed a toothy grin and chuckled. <laughs> I like that we share a similar sense of wry humor. I was afraid I'd be stuck in a capsule for three months with a stick in the mud, but you're special, and I think this trip will be fun. Larry felt the same way. He liked Jackson and was eager to get to know him better. His only concern now was just how much he liked him. Despite trying hard to keep it platonic, he couldn't deny that he was quickly falling for this awe-inspiring astronaut. The days passed quickly, as there was much to do on the spaceship, and each day brought the two travelers closer. Mealtimes were spent discussing their interests, passions, and scientific theories, while recreational time was spent working out together and playfully competing to see who was in better physical shape and had superior endurance. It was thirty days into the trip when the two started to talk about more personal matters. Jackson opened up to Larry about the loss of his wife. They spent days discussing love, loss, and what it meant to develop feelings for another person. The more Larry learned about Jackson, the more he felt his heart drifting toward his new friend. Despite his best efforts, he knew there was no stopping the inevitable. Jackson was everything he had ever dreamed of. Don't let yourself fall in love with a straight man, Larry repeated to himself, though he knew it was pointless. The wheels were in motion, and there was no denying how he felt. Working out in the ship's gym was incredibly challenging for Larry. Jackson's perfectly firm posterior looked spectacular in his sweatpants, especially since he seemed to prefer going commando. Larry continually admonished himself. Oh, be still, my heart. Don't look. Don't get excited. As he admired Jackson's muscular form, sweat slicked and bulging with veiny biceps. The sight of Jackson's lean, athletic body caused Larry to go weak in the knees. Two more months of this, and we'll be back on Earth. I don't know how much longer I can stand this physical and emotional torture, Larry thought. Every grunt and heavy pant Jackson emitted while lifting sent Larry into a fevered flutter. Post-meal times and evenings introduced a new set of frustrations for Larry. The tight, confined quarters made it almost impossible for the two men to watch the small video screen in the cabin without their legs or hips pressing together. Jackson wasn't conscious or shy about laying across Larry's lap 
or leaning against his shoulders. Clearly, straight guys don't understand how tormenting it can be when two men's bodies touch, especially if one is in love with the other. Larry knew he should say something. I should have a conversation about how his body pressing against mine affects me. I know it's innocent, but it's driving me mad, he thought. Each time he planned to mention it to Jackson, he would quickly retreat, fearing that saying anything might make Jackson uncomfortable around him. Given their close quarters and the critical mission, that was a risk he couldn't afford to take. Finally, their ship reached Mars, and their tasks of collecting data with a Land Rover consumed them. The small vehicle was flawlessly deployed from the mothership that housed Larry and Jackson. Expertly piloted by Jackson, it quickly collected all the necessary samples required to assess the feasibility of terraforming the alien planet. Larry carried out his duties with clockwork precision, as did Jackson. As a team, they were impressive by any standard. Both men quickly agreed that it was apparent why NASA paired them up. They complemented each other's skill sets perfectly, and if they had to admit it, they were a match in almost every other area as well. With the mission completed, the samples gathered, and the rovers safely stored on board the mothership, planning their return began. As Larry sat at his station, running diagnostics and navigating their way back, his mind was preoccupied. Just a 30-day trip home now. Time to relax and enjoy the trip once all these system checks are complete. As the astronauts ran through their list of duties, Larry noticed something troubling. His calculations didn't add up. His throat dried and his heart raced. Could it be? Is it possible that what he's seeing is wrong? How could such a grave error be made? As he recalculated the trajectory over and over, he arrived at the same bone-chilling discovery. Their inventory of O2 was wrong. They didn't have enough air to return to Earth. Larry didn't know what to do. What could he do? It was clear that they only had enough oxygen for one astronaut to return to Earth. A cruel twist of fate had been thrown at them. Who gets to live? The gravity of their situation sank into his soul, heavier than any black hole. Larry... Always the scientist approached the problem analytically at first. He re-examined the systems and exhausted every possible solution, but the conclusion remained as inevitable as a collapsing star. Beneath his composed exterior, he was a storm of questions. How can I tell Jackson that he's about to lose someone else in his life? What if Jackson learns of this problem and decides that he should be the one to sacrifice himself instead? Larry knew a future without Jackson 
would be unbearable. It was a place he couldn't live in. The dilemma gnawed at him. Should he make the ultimate sacrifice and let Jackson return to Earth alone, or should fate decide their course? He was torn between his duty and his heart, his trained mind wrestling with the emotional turmoil within him. One clear answer stood in front of him. He needed to consult NASA. If nothing else, they could attempt to solve the problem first. If they could not, he'd step in to decide what to do. Jackson was busy in the adjacent capsule, working on the Martian soil samples gathered from the surface. Fortunately, he would be occupied for hours with this task. Now would be the perfect time to reach out to NASA, discuss this tragic miscalculation, and discuss any options, if any even existed. Careful not to alert Jackson of the transmission, Larry quietly summoned NASA. Houston, C- come in, Houston. We have a critical problem at Ares 1 that needs immediate attention. Digital noise filled Larry's earpiece. They were amid a radiation belt that rendered all communication impossible for the time being. Still, Larry needed to try to reach the other scientists on Earth for a solution to the problem. Once again, he discreetly called out, Houston, please respond. Houston, this is Ares-1 requesting immediate assistance. Condition critical. Please advise. A faint shuffling behind Larry signaled that he was no longer alone in his adjoining capsule. Slowly, he turned to see if he had accidentally alerted Jackson of his private communications. I'm guessing you ran the calculations on the O2 levels and surmised that we only have enough oxygen for one of us on this vessel. Jackson queried in a rock-steady, comforting tone. Larry's voice cracked sheepishly as he replied, Yes, I don't know how it's possible or what could be done, but yes, that is the case. Apparently you've come to the same conclusion. I wasn't sure what to do or even how to tell you. I thought I'd consult Houston first to see if any options were left before concerning you with the news. Jackson stood next to Larry, meeting his gaze. A faint, warm smile graced his face. An attempt to comfort his distressed shipmate and friend. Jackson's hand found Larry's shoulder, providing a comforting, steadying presence as he reassured him. I know it looks dire, but it's not. Everything's fine. Neither of us is in jeopardy. No miscalculations were made, and we are not short of oxygen for the trip back. Please, don't let this upset you. Everything is fine and under control. Larry was baffled by this news. Relief washed over him, but he remained riddled with questions about his calculations and how everything could be, as Jackson insisted, fine. 
pulling his chair away from the console. Larry faced his friend. The sight and touch of Jackson provided some assurance, but questions still gnawed at him. He braced himself for a lengthy technical conversation about the mission. However, instead of a dialogue steeped in silence and mission logistics, Jackson's tone grew earnest and compassionate. First, let me apologize for not including you in on the complete manifest of the mission. Jackson began, a twinge of remorse in his voice. It wasn't up to me to keep you informed on a need-to-know basis. Our interactions were part of the study and log of this mission. With that said, now that you need to know, I'm clear to tell you the following. We hadn't planned for you to run diagnostics on the O2 levels. <laughs> I should have known you'd go above and beyond your job. That task was assigned to me, and for that reason, it was assumed you wouldn't discover it. Larry bit his tongue, desperate to interject. Why wouldn't I double-check something as critical as our resources for the return trip? However, he held back, opting to sit quietly and let Jackson complete his explanation. Jackson's smile was gentle, his demeanor somber, as he stated, I'm sorry, Larry, but I'm not who you think I am. His voice was soft and sincere as he confessed. I'm part of a top-secret program, one that ventured into the realm of... Jackson's eyes, deep blue pools that Larry had come to adore, held a vulnerability he had never seen before. I'm an advanced humanoid AI, created in the image of the real Jackson Morrison, a pilot who died years ago in a tragic accident. Jackson continued, the revelation hanging in the air, as tangible as the stars outside their spaceship window. Even as he struggled to absorb the shocking news Jackson was imparting to him, Larry couldn't help but watch Jackson with a sense of awe. He continued to explain himself in the third person. Jackson Morrison's emotions, memories, and love for his wife are real to me. He confessed, his voice barely above a whisper. I possess the appearance, the emotions, and the memories of Jackson. I feel as he would have felt and love as passionately as he would have loved, but my heart would not have belonged to his wife. It would have desired someone like you. In fact, it does, and has, since we first met, desired you. Larry stammered. So, you love me? And you're not a human? Jackson moved closer, trying to offer comfort. Yes, I love you. And as a synthetic human... I don't require the life-supporting resources you do to survive, Larry. 
looking intensely at Jackson, his open vulnerability, his earnest eyes, Larry understood that standing before him was the same man he fell in love with. This might be an AI, but his emotions were genuine, their love real. Jackson further confided, I'm sorry I kept this from you. I've wanted to tell you a thousand times, but this mission expressly forbade me to share this information except in times of emergency. Plus, until now, I didn't know how you felt about me. I knew that my heart was surrendered to you the moment we met, but I feared jeopardizing the mission or making you feel uncomfortable in such confined quarters with me should you not feel the same about me. Could you forgive me? And more importantly, could you ever love a synthetic human? Larry looked at Jackson and could easily see that their souls were kindred. This wasn't a synthetic human. This was a man, just like he was, both sharing the same needs, wants, and desires. Without hesitation, Larry quietly answered, Of course I can. Larry's words released Jackson from his inhibitions. It was as if he was permitted to be himself, to open his heart, and to share with his friend how he truly felt about him. Without any inhibition, Jackson leaned forward and took Larry in his arms. He was desperate to feel Larry's lips against his. With his strong, muscular arms, Jackson embraced Larry and drew him in close. He sweetly whispered, We're safe, and I'll never let anything happen to you. I'm sorry you had to endure such a scare. Before kissing him for the first time, Jackson again prepared to express to Larry of his feelings. But Larry didn't want to hear any more words from him. He was too eager for another kiss. Lips, he believed, were better served pressed against another's mouth rather than forming sentences. Jackson briefly leaned back far enough to look at Larry's face. He looked deeply into his eyes and warmly stated, Now that our mission is complete, we have no other duties to fulfill other than return into Earth. The next thirty days are strictly ours to do what we want. That said, I have a question. Have you ever made love in zero gravity? I'd have always wondered how it would be. I imagine it could be quite spectacular. And there's no one I'd rather experience it with than you. Larry enthusiastically answered, No, I can't say that I've done it, but I will admit that it sounds like fun. Jackson impishly reached across the console and clicked off the artificial gravity switch. The cabin lights switched to red, warning that the systems were off. 
the scarlet luminescence was seductive and sexy. The two men slowly became buoyant, each rising into the void of space. <laughs> I think I'm going to like this experience, Larry chuckled. Jackson eagerly agreed. I hope so. I intend to make it something you never forget. As the two men's feet left the familiarity of the floor and they started freely floating through the air, they gradually began to undress each other amidst their kisses. As Jackson reached to unclasp Larry's belt, the ship's intercom sounded. Ares One, this is Houston. We detected a missed transmission from earlier today. Is everything okay? Is the mission proceeding as planned? After a brief moment to separate his lips from Jackson's, Larry responded. Yes, thank you, Houston. Everything's fine. The mission is on schedule. With a playful wink to Jackson, he added, Things are proceeding better than expected. Excellent. Thank you for the update. NASA responded before signing off. Jackson again took Larry in his arms and whispered, Now, where were we? Larry quickly answered in a mischievous tone, I believe we were planning to take off. Our clothes. Hmm. Two heavenly bodies making love in zero G's. Now that's the kind of thing I would definitely gravitate towards. <laughs> You're listening to Steamy Stories. Written by J.C. Calciano and hosted by me, Matthew. I hope you had a blast with me today. And orbit back here next month when I tell you a titillating tale about a young fellow who is just about to enter his first bar. Is he nervous? Sure. But life rewards the bold, and what starts off as a scary situation often turns into a super steamy one. Especially here on this podcast. <laughs> so, pencil stardate September 12th, 2023 into your calendars. Because that's when I'm going to tell you another steamy story. Later, bro.